Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, talk to people about it, I'm incredibly grateful and humbled by that, and I will try to use your time wisely. Finally got numbers in for last month, and it was again, I don't even know for how many months in a row, three or four, the best month that we've had uh, over the past year plus for the podcast uh, by quite a bit, actually. So I just tell you all that because I think that y'all play a huge part in that. I'm well aware that I have to put something out there that people are interested in or need to hear, but I think that y'all telling other people about it, sharing it is, is the biggest way this grows. Really second only, I guess third to, to some content and God. So thank you, Lord, for the chance to sit here and talk and, and people that listen to it. Went out with my wife today and we had some pretty big branches fall down from some of these rainstorms. So we cut some firewood up for the wood stove for the winter, which, you know, hopefully fall and winter are coming at some point, although that's debatable. It sure doesn't feel like it. At any rate, we'll, uh, we'll get going. We're going to talk about something today, folks, that just kind of fell into my lap. It's a subject that is extremely important as I hope almost all of them are that we talk about here and, or really all of them are, but it's something I didn't intend to talk about right now. We have a couple podcasts, uh, one pretty soon, I think that I've been planning for a while on this subject. Uh, and we're going to kind of do them off and on, but this was an article passed on to me just kind of out of the blue. And, and so we're going to talk about that some. Author of this particular article is Thomas Sphere, if I'm saying that correctly. He was spent 36 years in the United States Army, got out at the rank of Lieutenant General, BA from William and Mary, Ma- Masters from Webster University, uh, another master's from U.S. Army War College. Served with a number of different units. Um, huge resume, folks. The reason I say that is because the subject we're going to talk about today is, is the military. And if you don't know it, just like our other institutions, uh, the school in particular, our military is absolutely under attack internally from the left. And I said this recently uh, online. I say it here quite a bit. Uh, I don't necessarily have the opportunity to say it online very often, but 
Folks, our greatest threat in this country is is not China, it's not Russia, it's not Iran, it's not Muslim terrorism in general, it's not North Korea. It is absolutely 100% without a doubt from our own citizens in the country that support the left, that vote for the left, or that are completely indifferent, lukewarm, if you will, to the evil values of the left. Uh, there's no other way to phrase it, candy coat it, sugar coat it, whatever you want to call it. That's it. Bottom line, no doubt. Uh, and And the reason is because those citizens reject and attack the very foundations of this country. And, and, and with any institution, folks, any business, school, a private organization, public organization, if you attack the fundamentals, you destroy the organism. You destroy the institution. Uh, you know, I mean, good Lord, that that's true. Well, there's a great parable in the New Testament from Jesus talking about a house divided can't stand. And they were accusing, the, the Pharisees, Sadducees were accusing Jesus, the religious rulers at that time. For those of y'all that aren't real familiar with the New Testament, they were accusing Jesus of being able to cast out demons out of people by the power of Satan. And he, he looked back and he said, look, if the house is divided, if Satan's house is divided against himself, then he can't stand. He falls. And, and we are right now, folks, we are absolutely divided. And this is why I say that we've got a fight coming. I, I don't logically, this isn't really emotional, although I get emotional about it. It's just a logical statement. And when we look at the military, the military is eating itself alive from the inside out. Uh, and it's because of leftist ideology. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through, I don't know how much we're going to get through this. We may do a couple parts on it. Or we may just do one for now and then come back to it. But this is talking about wokeness, to use the modern term, the rise of wokeness in the military. That's the title of the paper. It's published. Uh, my brain went away. Published by Hillsdale College, if you're familiar with that. And, and if you're not, that's fine. It's kind of irrelevant. So one of the things that this author and we're just, as I said, we're just going to kind of go through this paper and we'll see how far we get. Talks about is the jeopardization, jeopardizing the readiness of the military. Uh, two things in the Marine Corps that they always hammered again and again as a young officer were mission accomplishment, and troop welfare. In that order. And... The values of the left across the board violate both of those tenets. It violates mission accomplishment and it violates troop welfare. Every single issue, core issue of the left. He talks in here about also undermining the cohesiveness by leftist ideology by emphasizing differences based upon race, ethnicity, and sex. Uh, and it, he, he comments on the fact that it undermines leadership authority by introducing questions about whether promotion is based on merit or quota requirements. I have a decent friend. Uh, my wife is friends with with this man's wife more than I am with him, but 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 I hear a lot through her 
was up for promotion recently in a, in a fire department and got passed over promotion for a black female. There's, there's no other. I was trying to think of a way to phrase this without bringing because the left always brings race and gender into it. But that's the point. And in the military, you have to know that rank is based on merit. Has to be a meritocracy. And it's not. And it hasn't been for a long time, folks. If you don't know that, um, I can tell you firsthand from being in, you can talk to somebody in the military. It's gotten, it's only gotten worse. But men and women, for example, have never had the same criteria. And the idea if you're honest, folks, just in our day to day life, especially for those of you all that are married, but just in general in your whole life, when you've experienced it, when you mix men and women, it completely changes the dynamic, whether you're in a classroom setting, whether you're in a social setting, wherever it is, when you mix the genders, it changes the psychological dynamic of that group. Uh, there's an added tension and, and it just it makes it less smooth. God created men and women to complement each other on an individual basis. And you see that in marriage. You, you need a husband and a wife because we have different strengths and weaknesses. And you can make that argument in the military, too. Uh, firsthand, again, there were pieces of information overseas that we got because we had female interpreters and they were able to go in and talk to females that wouldn't talk to us as men. And that was a huge resource. But that's vastly different, totally different not in the same ballpark as having co-ed units. And the reason I'm focusing on that is that that's really where all of this other wokeness started, was pretending that men and women were interchangeable in the military. Because I'm going to focus on that, really, in this episode, folks. We could spread it out a lot, and we do sometimes, but really just the military. So this wokeness that this author is talking about, this retired general, it all goes back to introduction of co-ed units and and pretending that men and women are interchangeable, that, that we're like just different cogs in a wheel and you can just pull one out and put another in and it's it's the exact same thing because it's not. And what this is doing, one of the big problems that we see is that it is, it's really undermining the trust and faith that Americans have in the military. You see that in the problems that the military is having meeting their quotas you see that in a large percentage of Americans that are no longer sure, you know, if a kid comes up to to a lot of veterans today or people that in the past have wholeheartedly supported the military and says, hey, is this a good idea? A lot of those people today are are given pause and they're going, I don't know. I don't know if I would if I would support that. And, and it has nothing to do or it's not primarily because of who's president at all, because I would argue that that wasn't even wholly true under under the Clinton presidency. So it's not just a matter of, of Biden being in control. 2015, uh, for those of y'all that don't know, we've talked about this briefly here before. The Marine Corps did a study, I think it concluded then, showing that co-ed units didn't move as quickly, didn't shoot as accurately, and that women, this is a quote from this general's comment, women were twice as likely as men to suffer from combat injuries. We saw this, I have a, a personal experience I can back this up with in the Marine Corps. We used to do log runs where you would pick up a telephone pole and you would have 
a squad and you would go on runs carrying that on your shoulder. And about the time I was in, they stopped doing that with women because of the broken collarbones, because of the weakness there, the different biologically, the differences. And again, I always want to come back to this. I, I can go out and find women. Watch the CrossFit games for a little while if you're familiar with that, the Reebok CrossFit games. I can find women that can meet the physical qualifications, the standards as they used to be, the high standards for men. Um, not very many, but I can find them. You can find them. You all probably know of them in your life. The real problem is the psychological, the, the lack of unit cohesiveness, the disorder that co-ed units bring. The physical is a pretty big deal, and, and we're going to talk about that some, but that man, that's psychological. That's really. And where does that lead? Right. I said this all started there. It leads to the LGBTQ. Uh, it leads to and then and then the left spreads out to systemic racism, which we're going to talk about if we get enough time here. Uh, and it just spreads from there. But it's all about pretending. So one of the things over the past 10 years has been. General neutral standards. And they're supposed to be so that female service members could meet the demanding rigors involved in qualifying for combat. Uh, but what they found is that women couldn't. Shocking, because we're different biologically. You know, you go into any freshman biology course across the country and you'll see that. Right. And and so what they've done. Is in the army in particular, he's talking about the army, but the other branches are following suit if they haven't already done so. Uh, there's no test to determine whether any soldier can meet the fitness requirements for combat specialties. And so in the Marine Corps, one of the fundamental principles we had is every Marine a rifleman, meaning that it didn't matter whether you were an admin or logistics or supply or comm or anything else, you had to not only have the ability to do your specialty, you also had to have the ability to pick up and be a infantryman. And that was based on real world war experiences, Korea, Vietnam, World War II, where often those supporting units due to combat pressures were called on to become line units and line units means a basic infantry unit. And so it doesn't matter what the unit is. That that attitude of, of interchangeable men and women, it weakens all units and therefore weakens the military as a whole and makes them less effective at those two main goals that we talked about earlier, which is mission accomplishment and troop welfare, because it, it brings disorder instead of good order and discipline, lack of discipline. You know, you throw sex in there. Uh, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll bring this story up. I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to even say it, but it, it goes to the point. We were going through the officer's version of boot camp. Uh, and I think it was the second summer we were there and we had a couple of Marines that were actually caught having sex behind a trash dumpster. And, and that was that sexual component that the left likes to pretend isn't there. You know, you, we'll talk about this later. You talk about the movies, the Hollywood idealism that the left pushes. Uh, you go to even as foolish as it sounds, movies like Starship Troopers, and you just pretend that sex is suddenly not an issue. <laughs> That's ludicrous. And that goes back to the psychological point. Uh, 
this author talks a lot about the different presidencies, Obama, Trump, and, and their rulings. I'm not really going to get into that, but this is another quote there. Subsequent evidence presented to the Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, including the fact that transgender individuals suffering from gender dysphoria attempt suicide and experience severe anxiety nine times the rate of the general population. So now you've got an individual that not only has the stresses of, of the military and then combat when you're in combat, but they are nine times as likely to experience severe anxiety and attempt suicide. Because up until recently, transgenderism, much like homosexuality, was considered, as it is, a mental disorder. It doesn't mean you hate those people, folks. So those of y'all that are listening to podcasts that are going to say that, y'all can go ahead and throw that out. I, I'm not saying that at all. But what it does, again, is it makes the unit weaker because now you have individuals that have an added stress. The point when you're going into combat, the training that we do is to limit the variables as much as possible to make the unit as strong as possible. Well, when you add in something like transgenderism that increases the rate of suicide, the attempts and the anxiety and the depression and the mental disorders, you're not decreasing the variables, you're increasing them. And all of this has been done based on, as the article talks about at the beginning, the title, the wokeness, if you want. I really don't like that word. It's just the evil values of the left. And it's making our military, much like our schools today, weaker. If you don't know that, you need to. You know, you go back up here to this earlier quote, the Army's completely thrown out standards. The Marine Corps has made some decisions that I'm aware of in the past couple of years that are just atrocious. As far as combat effectiveness, getting rid of armor, for example, tanks, getting rid of artillery for the most part, reducing air power. Standards across the board, you know, they ignored the study that the Marine Corps did about seven years ago or concluded showing that co-ed units were less effective. We've talked about that here before. In the last couple of years, this is a quote again from the study, the Biden administration has decreed that active members of the military can take time off from their duties to obtain sex change surgeries and all related hormones and drugs at taxpayer expense. So you have a lot of problems there. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're weakening the unit to begin with, and now you're making it less sure that you're going to have a full unit. And then the taxpayers are paying for this mental disorder. <laughs> this seems little, folks, but it's not. They've also recently ended support for longstanding policy prohibiting individuals infected with HIV from serving in combat zones, meaning that now you've got to worry about whether the guy next to you when he's bleeding out has AIDS. And that's supposed to make the unit more effective? No, not even a little bit. I'll tell you what, folks, we're about at the end. Um, probably means I talk too much today. But we'll come back and we'll, we'll go ahead and do another part on this. So because there's a lot more to talk about. The bottom line is, if you don't realize it, and that's really what I'm trying to do here, realize that 
the left is really just as they are with schools, as we talk about so often, they're eating away at the foundational values of those institutions and, and weakening them and therefore weakening our country. And the only way to get around that, folks, it, it doesn't matter who we elect. It doesn't matter how great the foreign policy or, uh, you know, the, the military policy, whatever you want to talk about. If we don't get back to God, which is the fundamental center, as, as President Andrew Jackson said, the Bible and therefore God is the rock upon which this republic stands, is founded. If we don't get back to that, nothing else matters. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me. Sure do look forward to it. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.